Welcome, everybody. This is Cam Jordan, New Orleans Saints defensive end. Uh, I'm a man that's been on the uh, 2010s all-decade NFL team mm. at the DE position. That being said, you know, I am a man of a lot of different things, a lot of different accolades, but I only bring those up because uh, as I sit in here with my brother from another mother, Mark Ingram II, three-time Pro Bowler himself, a man who has ran for many, many thousands of yards. I mean, he probably just a few short of 10K, but he going to get there because that's just what, you know, the draft class of, of 11 has done, has, has exceeded all expectations. 10K Chase, you know. You know what I'm saying? Just talk about our goals and our lofty expectations. You know, I'm hoping to break that 100-sack threshold this year, this season. And again, I only bring this up because the man I'm about to introduce, mm. six-time Pro Bowler himself, three-time All-Pro himself, mm. uh, 2010's NFL DE All-Decade team mm. uh, himself, a man who is 6'9", and the range on his voice is impressive. He has my dream voice. Like, when I grew up and became a man, I was like, damn, I want to sound like Calais Campbell. You know what I'm saying? Like, and Big Calais, we just appreciate you coming on. You know, blessing the Trust Levels podcast. Big Trust, Big Levels. You on know, for big 6'9", defensive end. You know what I'm talking well, about? <laughs> Hey, man, thanks for having me, man. I love to be here, man, hanging with my family. Y'all good people, man. I always respect being able to have a conversation with you guys. And, you know, hey, let's, let's put on the show. Absolutely. Delivered by Pizza Hut. All right, bro, like, I'm, I'm just going to dive in automatically because I feel like I've known you for almost all my uh, manhood days. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been looking up to you when I was in college. You got drafted back in 2008. I went to second round. You And you went to the hometown team. You know, I'm from Arizona. I know you're from Colorado. Hell, I know half your damn family. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you came in Arizona tough. And back in the day, you know, one of your brothers was a comedian. One of my cousins was a comedian. So I've been linked into the Campbell family for a long time. But just, you know, from that point on, you got drafted back in 2008. Whew. That sounded like a long time ago. A long time ago. <laughs> that boy like a T-Rex out here. That boy ain't. You know it's still saying? a dog, though. You still got it. Still got it. And still. Being in Arizona, that's, you know, you spent so many years there. You know that forever love is always going to be for Arizona. But, uh, you know, as, you, as you've gone to Jacksonville, now you're at the Ravens. Do you miss that West Coast life? I'm just going to put it out there. I know you do. You don't have to say it out loud, but I know you do. <laughs> I get my fix in the off season, you know. I go back to Arizona, you know, spend a little time there, and uh, enjoy myself. But actually, all my family still lives in, in Arizona, so uh, it's kind of became the home stopping ground when I go back, and you know, see my moms, my brothers and sisters and stuff. You know, I'm trying. You know, Florida. So I spent a lot of time in Miami after going to school there, but I, you know, and then Baltimore's been showing me a lot of love. You know, it's a good place. You know, I have my fun in Jacksonville as well. But yeah, I mean, I, I love going back home, going back to, uh, to Arizona and uh, spending some time out there in the. And that dry heat. No doubt. But it ain't better than South Florida, man. You you know this, man. It ain't no better than South Florida, dog. Look, look, look. We 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 That's showed why sort of he shit. left the West Coast and came to the Yafin. They got a great chiropractor down there. They got a lot of great bodywork people down there. You know, that's the emphasis on the physical health of uh, because uh, you know football football king down in down in Miami. They talk about the U. You know what I'm talking about? They, like you know that was probably the last time it was called the U when Calais left. Yes, um, for sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah, we're coming back, though. We're coming back this year. We we opened up with Alabama, too, Mark. I'm sorry so I don't to hear know that. What you to, <laughs> we, 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 yeah, nah, nah, nah. We're going to talk. We're going to talk right after that game. No, we'll talk I, boy, before it. We'll talk I'll say, before it. You sound like, you sound like Michael hey, Irvin right now talking about how good you will be. 
and the bank account hefty, and I'm trying to oh. tap in. Oh, hey man, I'm, hey, hey, I'm with it. Let's talk. You know, we figure it out. We want to talk right before the game, though. I got to make some calls. You know, gotta go down and see some people. That boy gonna have a whole scout report. I don't even know what number we on now. Nineteen natties, maybe twenty. Oh. So, oh. Uh, y'all just yeah, y'all in the way, and I'm sorry to hear that for you, brother. If we get our quarterback back, he's 100. percent Oh yeah, no, nah, I want I want all the action. Oh, he, he believe in him like that, like that. Uh, but bro, take me back to. I mean, you we know you done had. How many years is that? From 2008 to 2014 seasons this is, now? This is, this is 14. Woo! Yeah, this is 14. That boy, that boy blessed. Blessing the Lord is here. Look, in my mind, oh, I want 15 seasons. God is good. Look, God is good. Because I was like, dang, if I keep... 15 seasons sounds like a monster, monstrous accomplishment to me. Um, All decade. Man. Still hey, playing at the highest level. A, de- a decade in myself, you know, me and Mark's way. I'm looking at year 11 like, bro, we done did something. But to sit there at 14, I know you eyeing 15 like, yeah, that part. Yeah. Um, but what is what is the goal? So 15 was always the goal. It was always supposed to be the goal. But, I mean, after you get up to a certain level, you start your body starts feeling a difference. Like, yo, I'm going to take it one year at a time. That was Larry Fitzgerald told me, the great Larry Fitzgerald, Arizona's finest, the mayor of, the, of Arizona. You know, I remember talking to him, and he was going like year 12. He was like, yo, man, when you get to year 10 plus, Said, man, just take it one year at a time. Mm-hmm. You know, we're trying to pace yourself or whatever. Just sell out. Just take it one year at a time. And so that's where I'm officially at. My body telling me, I don't know what else I got in the tank. I know I got this year. So I'm going to go ahead and leave it all on the table, leave it all on the field, and uh, and we'll see what happens at the end of the year. How many sacks before you? How, how, what's your sack total at, big dog? 92. Yeah, yeah. 92. So yeah, you, we, just we need a couple more of these. Go crazy hey, go crazy yeah. this year. I'm going to get that this year. That's 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 no uh, I'm going to get that this hey, year. You no have question. a few more games like three pieces. You had the three piece versus the Eagles. You have a few more games yes, like sir. that. You know what I mean? You'll get there quick. Gotta start off with a bang. So I know we 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 opened up with the Raiders, and I know they could probably run the ball a lot, but I'm trying to start off with a bang. Mm-hmm. Man. I'll say, you know, you talk about you talk about just setting it up. But all right, let's take it back all the way to the to the gap. Cause I yeah, know let's take it back to Colorado, man. Colorado's finest. I want to talk about this though, Cam. Two thousand my what? dog was the second leader scorer all of Colorado, man. In basketball? What, what? I ain't talking about football. Tennis. Track. Sure. I, I mean, six nine and Clay's back in high school sounds like nobody guarding them in Denver, Colorado. Hey, let's put it like this, though. My basketball days, yeah. if I chose basketball, I've been an all-star in the NBA. Ooh. I mean, that's how I truly feel in my heart. Can't nobody tell me no different. I love it. I love it. Hey, because when you said, you know. I didn't know how you was getting these buckets then. Was you really at the top of the key, like AD with it? Or was you just go on the block? Get your big ass yeah, on the yeah, block. Yeah. Like, <laughs> 15 foot in, I was a walking bucket. But once you go past 15, you go 16 feet. But, but yo, I, at 6'9, you I, you there. Like, who guard you at 6'9 at 15 in? You was Kevin Garnett. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't play AAU ball too, though. I wasn't like I was just playing in high school too. We traveled. We played in Texas. We played in, uh, you know, I mean, Indiana. We, we played all over the place, really. So you were 6'9 in high school as a senior? Like, when did you grow? Like, how tall was you in the A? I was like, please. I was like, you didn't just wake up and was like, yeah, baby, that's Calais over there. That's hilarious. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, you was in seventh grade, like five, seven, and then you like went to five, eleven, then the six, four, like growth plates hurting. Like, what was happening? Like, how how'd this happen? I've been, so I was freshman year of high school, I started at six foot. And by the beginning of years, beginning of sophomore year, I was six, eight. Sheesh. Boy, back was hurt. 
What that feel like though? Like back everything. What that feel like in one year to grow eight inches, bro? Like. The, the, the bottom of the bottom of your knee, you know, like where it connects to your little tip, yeah. man. That thing was always hurting. They call it jumper's knee, but it was always hurting. And I'll tell you like this: uh, I remember uh, just sleeping on the bed, and my feet started hanging <laughs> off. I remember my dad walking in, like, "Hey, man, hold on, when, when your feet start hanging off the bed, man, we gotta get you a new bed." <laughs> we grew up kind of tough, though. We weren't just getting new beds like that, man. But, you know, hey. yo, the, the Campbell Mark, the Campbell family, deep. When he be like, "Yo, I'm going to go see my brothers and sisters," oh, it's like I don't know Seven the siblings? accurate number. How many siblings? Bro, I don't know the acronym. No, bro. Like, when you be like, yo, the Campbell, the, you know, these are the Campbells. Bro, it's like 30 of them. They walking into any any situation 30 deep. You're like, yo, those are all your brothers? These are all your Campbell sisters? Bunch. Like, Not the Brady bunch. Hey, you want no problems, problems. <laughs> yeah. Coming in with that mentality, I was like, bro, like, this is how you're supposed to grow up. I think you're supposed to grow up with a gang with you. How many brothers and sisters, bro? So I got five brothers and two sisters. There's eight Clay's, like, there's eight hey, Campbell's kids. I know kids. them girls throwing bows, though. They got five brothers. I know they throwing bows. Oh, yeah. They was the oldest, too. So they used to, like, I mean, I used to get body slammed and, and uh, punked by my sisters. Yeah. This is how it went. You know, they 10, 11 years older than me. So I had to, you know, <laughs> just man. Yeah. And then until I got old enough, you know, I remember getting old enough and finally being able to kind of body slam my sister. Yeah. I put her right on top of the couch. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ain't gonna happen no more. Yo, ain't gonna happen no more. <laughs> I told you mama said it's my turn to watch TV. Turn on all that. Yeah. They don't know. Nah, but I, I said though, my sisters, were, they, they helped me a lot though. I mean, they was like second moms, but they also like, when it came to like, just, I mean, learn how to talk to women, learn how to just, you know, be, have confidence in my swag and stuff like that. Oh yeah, they was dope. Yeah. And then they had my brothers. So we was competitive for everything we did. You know, I got three older brothers, two younger brothers, and we all real close in age. So, like, anytime I wanted to go hoop, I had somebody to work with. Anytime I wanted to go run routes or play football, like, you know, play video games, whatever it was, we was competing at everything. Oh, man. Uh, but, I mean, just to think about the U, bro. So I need to know, to, to get from Denver, Colorado to the U, you were, what, a four-star prospect? Five-star? The U don't. I was four-star. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes Best D-tackle in the land? Uh, honestly, so back then I was a you know true DN, wide side, side like setting edge, like I was in a wide nine all through high school, running around people. Uh, and then in college, when I was re getting recruited, I got recruited pretty much everywhere. I mean, literally, like I think I had like fifty scholarship offers, you know, plus everybody but the SEC. I didn't really get no SEC schools that came on uh, came over my way. But I think it's because all you had back then, especially back then, even now, but even back then, everything was power roll downhill, smash my football. Here I am, this two twenty five. Defensive end, you know that that you know got a lot of heart. But Wait, you left you light. left high school two twenty five. I know you said yeah, two twenty five, but a I thought freshman in college two twenty five. Freshman year, freshman year of college, I, I weighed in for the very first. You know, how you get to college, you do physical, or whatever. Yeah. I was two twenty seven. In high school, I was really like by two to two eighteen. So you were six nine two twenty seven. Bro, that first that first week of college, like training table alone, put the kid at like two eighty something. Like I can't, I left it. I left high school two seventy. You know, running an open foe. I got to college. That training table have I hit that scale. I was like, oh, two eighty two. That's me. <laughs> what position you was playing in high school, man? I, I played a little tight end. I asked. I wore eighty one at college at University of Miami because they recruited me to play tight end. I had to ask to play defense. You asked mean, to play defense. So I mean, you wasn't yeah, getting Mark. that run at the tight end like you wanted. You was tired of trying to set the edge or what? Like, boy, boy came in at six eight. Boy, you there was yeah, no there was, was no such thing as defensive at six eight. They ain't had those. It was it was first day. Though. It was like I was, I tried. It was first day. It was day one before we even got to do any drills. I, I came in and they was like, "All right, you going with the tight ends?" I was like, "Hold on, 
I thought I, I, I had a choice here. I was like, man, I will play defense. He was like, go talk to coach. Went to the head coach, and he was like, what do you want to do? I said, man, I want to go chase – I want to go – I want to go set the edges and chase quarterbacks. He said, all right, go do it. But he told me I was at the red shirt. I did have the red shirt. Oh. <laughs> oh, boy, would have been a true freshman playing tight but end. But you was on the express program. So you left as a red shirt sophomore? I, re- I left for the red shirt junior. I, I actually should have left as a red shirt sophomore. I, I was getting a lot of love, and then I got, got a little big-headed red shirt uh, junior year. You know, everybody was telling me how good I was, so I believe in it. You know, I mean, I knew I was a beast, but they started telling me, like, I started, I, I didn't work as hard. You know, I still was grinding. I mean, I ain't gonna say it like I got work grinding. I was definitely working hard, but there was a level to it. You know, I kind of. 2008, you, you left, you got drafted in 2008. I'll say 2008, I think 2009 was a bowl game. Cal beat the hell out of you. The you, you, we called it U of M. Yeah, if, I, if I was there, though, that wouldn't happen. Just so you know. Oh, okay. Of course, cool, Cam cool, cool, gonna cool. remember that. Cam gonna throw that in there. Any chance he get, he hey, gonna hey, throw that Hey, NBA, NBA, boy had a, if I wasn't 300, 300 something pounds at the time, but that whole week, they, you know, the bowl game come up, they just feeding you all these hot and ready $5 pizzas. Boy was out there looking like a D tackle playing D. Boy DN. had them big cheeks. Hey, I got, I got walked down by offensive lineman. I said, no, nah, I can't be 308 no more. Like, I just, <laughs> Bro, I, I picked up a, fo- a little little uh, force fumble for the scoop and tried to, you know, right as I was coming up, that balance was off because, you know, the belly was going left and I was trying to go right. <laughs> hey, I got tackled by offensive line. My team is still bringing this shit up. Like, I'm like, bro, like, once I got back down to, like, 290. How'd you get the ball in your hands? I don't know anymore, bro. I was heavy. I was just breathing heavy the whole game. I was trying to breathe. <laughs> Wait, look, when you, when you, like, yeah, it was a lot of grunts. Hey, you know, when you 20 pounds over what you should be, you out there breathing different. Boy, I, like, I normally, man, I normally play 285 to 290. That game, I was like 304, 305. Boy picked up the force fumble. All you heard was breath. <sighs> <laughs> I try, out there trying yeah, to dig. Man. Like, it, it's not a good look. But this ain't a, you this was, ain't about me. You were 285 in college? Bro, I left high school 275. I put on all of 12 mm. pounds since me being 17. That's wild. So when I got to college, I was 225. Ooh. I was 6'8". 227 my first day in college. And you trying to put the end? What edge was you saying, Calais? What edge was you saying at 225? Bro, hey, hold on. I'm strong. I'm not skinny, bro. I'm strong. Hey, I had heart. That's for sure. I had heart. <laughs> hey, but real time, my very first day going into the to meet up with the D-line, all the vets and stuff, they looking at me like, bro, you played the end? They, lied. they thought I was a receiver. They was laughing at me because I was so skinny, no, no. bro. I was in the other field kind of trying to cry. Man. I was in there sad as could be. Like, hold on, man. It's coming out, coming out my neck, bro. I know it's the, I was in the weight room the whole, the whole first year in the weight room. I'm sitting there, yeah. yeah. And I was with with the receivers. So I ain't gonna lie. I was <laughs> <with the> <laughs> that boy was out there. Hmm, hmm. You want to go up in the plate? Nah, nah, nah. This is me right here. One second, one second. <laughs> yeah. So tell us about the U years, man. Like, so I know the U fell off. Like, you know what I mean? But like, it was on when you was there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, my we was ranked number two in the country, like, most of my my first year there. I was registered, though, and we ended up losing to North Carolina. We ended up dropping. I think we finished, like, eighth in the country. We we was definitely a real good team. We lost to North Carolina on some last second. You know, it was just a bad game. And the crazy part about it, though, is I was supposed to be there. And, you know, I was doing really good on the field. I was doing really good in the classroom. But, you know, I was young. And, you know, I mean, honestly, when you look back on it now, I realized, like, my dad had passed away. And I saw I was kind of like my way of coping was partying. So I was partying every single day. And so when I was supposed to travel and it was like, yo, come on, we, you know, we, we, I ended up partying that whole night when they told me I was traveling, ended up missing the next, like the morning practice. Literally didn't wake up to like 12, right before the plane was out to leave. Coach sent me down to his office and was like, yo man, you're a good kid. He said, but if you'll get your parties in order, bro, I'm gonna have to send you home. 
I remember thinking to myself, like, dang, that's crazy. And everybody coming before they get on the bus and go to the game, they're like, what's up, man? What happened? What, like, what you do? Like, what's wrong? And I feel like I was a distraction. And we go up to Milkana and we lose. No, I'm sick. Mm. Sick to my stomach, man. We lost. And I think we lost one. We lost to Vendry Tech that year as well for the ACC championship. We ended up losing. But then we went and beat, beat the pricks off of Florida in the bowl game. One question. Was it worth <laughs> do you still remember the party? I just need to know, like, what, like what was happening? Was it one of those 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 anything but clothes parties? What what they call the ABC Where was parties? It? Was it was it one of them bubble shirt? One of them bubble. That's what I'm parties, saying. Was, was it was it everything? Was everything? I think the the you is is worth. Was it one of those parties? Hey, I, I'm gonna tell you like this. Uh, there was a whole lot more of those parties all the time. It wasn't worth it because I mean oh. it was. It's just another. It's just another weekend. Great, Miami, man. Great. I love that PC answer, yeah. and that's why I'd be like Calais. Campbell for president. You know what I'm saying? Inspiring. Like he goes, <laughs> even though where was, I needed to be. Even though I still remember the name of the club we was going to. But yeah, you yeah, right. Good times though, man. My dog woke up at noon. <laughs> Bro, I ain't Bro, never. Uh, hey, I mean, you know Miami though. We don't close exactly. till four. I know four. Miami. That's why yeah. I said, was it worth? He said, <laughs> that man, that man said four. Nah, it don't close till about noon, and then it kicks back up yeah, at two. Yeah, I remember that one time, Cam. We was out there as about maybe second year. We walked out of, I don't remember what it was called, but the sun was up. I said, ah, oh, oh. hey, like I said, we trying to find. We're like, man, I don't know. I, I don't know if we can call a taxi right now. That thing it was like nine a.m. It was like, oh, taxi right here. Like he ready. He been here. We went in. We hours. went in. It was dark. We came out like. Breakfast? Is that you? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, we about to serve lunch. Oh, we miss breakfast. Oh, man. <laughs> I know Miami was lit, though, bro. I used to want to go to the U, bro. I used to watch y'all boys all the time, man. Man, you should have came, bro. They ain't, they, you they, came. they ain't offered me, bro. I was just a little, you know, I was a little scrub from Michigan, man. It ain't want nothing to do with that. Oh, yeah, but Alabama wouldn't offer you, though. That's crazy, though, crazy. huh? Yeah, yeah, man. They did. They offered a player, man. Although, I thought it was kind of a turn on Alabama, because Alabama, when I was in school, wasn't really that good. No, they right weren't. Now. They weren't. So, they were, uh, so, yeah. they just had finished, like, they were like, they had just lost to UL Monroe, Mississippi State. They got waxed in, like, the, the bowl game. So, I went there on, on a prayer and a hope, and God is good. <laughs> God is good. All the time, man, yes, man, all the time. God is good. Look, we go back to it. So, when did you first know in college that you were going to the league? Like, I mean, we all had those high school dreams. It was like, bro, I'm gonna make the league one day. But when did you like really know? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, one of these plays, you was going crazy your sophomore year, looking yeah, up. Like, honestly, though, so freshman year, I red shirt. I don't get no burn. You know, I was in the in the gym hooping every day. They was trying to get me to walk out to the basketball team because I was dominating our starters. But that's a whole other conversation. Uh, and so then, uh, <laughs> rest of freshman year, you know, I started getting a little burn, you know, I was getting my little plays. I was balling, you know, I was making plays every time I got opportunity. And then rest of sophomore year comes and I still wasn't even started yet. Like, and then I remember going through spring and a couple of the starters was hurt during spring. So I took every rep during that spring. Literally, they had to break practice, give me a break because I was taking scout team and, and starting reps. I took literally every rep all spring. Mm. So then come training camp, come around. And uh, the guys who were starting the seniors, you know, I, I was I was out there like you know every opportunity I got I was gonna make it make it happen. And I ain't gonna lie to like so there's a uh, that year my redshirt sophomore year it might have been yeah I think it was redshirt sophomore year. it could be redshirt freshman year but either way it goes. I remember uh, Randy Shannon he was the defensive coordinator at the time, and uh, he ended up being the head coach my last year. But he was the defensive coordinator at the time. And I remember uh, I used to hop around the seven block. I would be, put me in the seven and I hop around the block every time. Try to block me. 
He's trying to double team. I just I quick swim it every time. And he's like, you can't do that. You got to fight him. So he literally made me do, I think it was, I mean, I'm, I'm serious. It was about 70 reps in a row. Like just, I mean, okay, I might be exaggerating a little bit, but like literally back to back to back and taking double team, rotating people out, double team in the seven, seven technique. until so eventually I just got pissed off and was like, fired off, start just hitting people in the mouth, start throwing people. And like, I just, I ain't gonna lie. Like I felt that dog come out of me where I was like, okay, so it's, it's easier that way. I'm trying to quick swim people and it's harder. So if I just run through them and be, and be, the, be the hammer, not the nail, it's way easier. So it is Coach Randy's fault why you destroy double teams to this day. To this day. Till this day. Till this day. Randy Shannon, give, give him a shout out, man. He, 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 Coach he, Randy. I, I, I was hating him at the time. In my core, I was mad as could be. I was like, bro, after I got it right too, because, you know, it was only about like probably 11 of them where I was just getting, I was, you know, wasn't doing it right. And then after... I'm getting caked too. Like literally like trying to catch, get ran over, put on my back, get up, do it again. New people in there. And so about the 11, 12 times I finally started. Oh, oh. <laughs> not, I'll say not the full flail, like the one where you, you got your back turned to him. You out there just trying right. to put the brakes on. Up in the back of my helmet, oh. grass in the front of my helmet, got flipped over a couple of times. Hey, it is what it is. They would have to see me in the locker room. What got to the 13th <laughs> rep? Like, okay, I'm anchored hey. down this time. Take it down, but see, but after after I did it right, I think he's gonna let me stop after I did it right like two, three times. Nope, again, 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 again. He, no, no, he drilled that that mentality into you. Yeah, and that was that's why I say it's his fault. Why so many guards and centers and tackles have been getting obliterated, going on fourteen years. Man, going for a lot of years. Yes, sir. You you can look ready, ready, shot in his face and tell, hey, that's your fault. <laughs> I appreciate you though, Coach Shannon. You know, wherever you at, at. I appreciate Holla. you. Okay. Bro. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So you start dogging people, red shirt soft, go to the red shirt junior year, you still dogging. So my red shirt sophomore year, I had a monster year. It was one of those like best years in, in University of Miami history. I, I feel like, you know, I was my first four games, I didn't even get a sack. I literally was out there just trying not to let people down because we had a very veteran team. So we had a bunch of seniors everywhere. And here I am taking another singer's job. And they put me in, and so I'm just not trying to mess up. But you know, in doing that, like Messed literally, up. was out there just. Nah, I was making plays. Okay. <laughs> there we go. I'll say sometimes when you get too focused, yeah. you you you, yeah. you screw over yourself. Sometimes yeah. you gotta just let go, yeah. let go. Nah, 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 nah. When I say I was trying to mess up, I was locked in, laser focused, right? Like just I'm gonna do my job at the highest level because I ain't gonna let nobody down. Right. And so when it came down to it, you know, you look up, it's like, damn, I had ten tackles. You know, right. I had two sacks, three sacks. Right. Like, damn, like, you know, I mean, you just, I, I wasn't about the stats. It was never about the stats. The whole year, it was only about, when I look at this, the vets in the team, the seniors that was getting ready to go off and, and be double football for some of the rest of their life. Some of them had a chance to go to the league. I'm looking at these dudes, and I'm like, yo, they're looking at me, and they want me to let them down. So I'm going to rise to the occasion, and I'm going to handle my business, and they're going to be able to count on me. And uh, that's still probably my best year, yeah. you know. Uh, so so was, run off them statisticals. Run off them mathematicals. What the TFL? What the sacks? What the force fumbles? Yeah. What the recover fumbles? Did you score a tough? I, I, really, <laughs> I really don't remember. I really don't but remember. I'll say that, was, that was 16 years ago, NBI. Look, it was his look. best season in college. My best season in college. I'm telling you, everything. Jars for carry, back receptions. But you, you you had a Heisman. I couldn't tell you my best year in college. Like, which one is your best? I mean, Pick one. I know, I know. Like, yeah, that was then. I'm I'm more worried about this breaking a hundred sacks like my man of is right course. now. But we're talking about that, the past. He's that, but he's sitting at ninety two. We're talking about the past. No, nah, but we're talking. I, I remember I had ten and a half sacks 
and that was and that's in ten games. So that was solid. Yeah, so don't you know, tell me you don't remember when you know you got the double digits. Oh, don't yeah. be trying to lie. Then he threw that out. That's the only thing I remember for sure. I know I had I probably had like you know ten. I had ten plus better balls, and I had um, I don't know. I mean, I had like I think I had I don't know what the, what my tackle number was, but it was ridiculous for for D line. Mm. It was pretty high up there. Like I I don't know what it was, but it so was up there. Stupid. I mean, I was so yeah, multiple games. Ten tackles in the game, you know. I was look. I'm gonna tell you right now. Look, the Calais Campbell, redshirt sophomore year, 2006, ten and a half sacks, 55 total tackles, three forced fumbles. Boy was going crazy. Finished the uh, college career at 129 or 83 solo tackles, 129 total tackles, 19 and a half sacks over a three year span. Boy, fast. Yeah, my, my tackle was only 55 that year. I thought, no, I thought it was like in the 70s or 80s. Hey, maybe I'm tripping, you know. But hey, hey, 55 wasn't bad either, though, for, you know, a young buck out there, you know, 10 games. Like, Double digits, three, four, hey, four. Hey, yeah. hey, Clash, you, you know the deal. It's never as bad as you think it is. It's never as good as you thought it was. <laughs> hey, even like, like, boy, I was killing that game. I had at least seven knockdowns, uh, the three TFL come up, stat sheet be like, two TFLs. Uh, one tackle. You be like, how? My dog definitely said, "Yeah, man, I was getting tackles everywhere." He said it had to be obnoxious for a D tackle. <laughs> no, no, no. What? That is a lot though. Fifty-five. So that's that's weak side that's linebacker probably, numbers. You know what I mean? That, that, yeah, that's that's number two, five. number three linebacker type numbers. No doubt. Yeah. I know that was like three games where I had like ten plus. So that would you know you know I felt I felt sorry about that. Yeah. So then we get drafted out there to AZ. Two thousand eight. Boy, they had Big Dockett. They had uh, Antonio Smith. Like, this was back when I was still a Cardinals fan. You know what I'm saying? I still had some hope. His rookie year, they go to the Super Bowl. And I was like, feed Larry Legend. Larry Legend said throw it to him. And the one time they did, my man went off for a tub. But we talked about he was going crazy, too, in the game. Like, players really, had they won, they could have been fighting probably for, like, you know, a little co-MVP. They probably wasn't going to bless a defense alignment with it. But they was going crazy. Yo, nah, I'll say, man, my first year going to the Super Bowl, bruh. I thought it was going to be sweet. I thought that was every year. You know, I couldn't help it. I'm young, dumb, and I just didn't know no better. Yeah. And so uh, here I am, you know, everybody telling me, like, y'all, bro, it ain't always like this, man. This is crazy. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I hear you, but I just, I couldn't copy. I hear you, but we having so much success right now. How did, what do you mean? Yeah. I hear you, but yeah. I ain't listening. <laughs> <laughs> bro, hey, and then, and then they doomed me because I was in college at the time, 2008. Yeah, I was a sophomore. And I was like, I was like, bro, Cardinals like that. I was like, as soon as we get a real quarterback, because, you know, Kurt on his way out, because Kurt, like, 40, but Kurt, Kurt ended up playing at the time. Like, big respects to Kurt for what he did. But I was like, yo, they're going to, you know what I'm saying? We're going to be back at the ship. I'll tell you right now. I was like, well, uh, like, dogs is right there. Because the 9 y'all had made it, too, but y'all ran into the Saints, right? Yeah, yeah, we did run into the Saints. Yeah. Man, you know what's crazy, man? They got that video um, going around just went viral again of Reggie Bush shaking it. I mean, he shook me up. Oh, oh yeah. Eh, eh? Hey, no, nah, but I'm going to have to explain myself because it's been going viral, so I got to explain myself. You know? <laughs> Defend yourself. I had a cast on my right to a fair trial. <laughs> yeah, so so I had to cast on my left hand. I broke my thumb, like, in the last week 17 yeah. against Green Bay. I broke my thumb. And so this is, you know, for, for wildcard weekend, I, I ended up getting surgery on it so I could play in the game, put a big cast on it, play it against the Green Bay. We had them back-to-back weeks, you know, in the wildcard round. Then we come to the Saints. And so, you know, he he breaks out to the right, and then he's reversing field. So I'm trying to cut him off. But I know that if he gets across my face, 
I can't grab him because my hand messed up. So I had to just shoot my J. I had to just, so I just dove straight ahead and said, if you cut back, the worst thing I'm going to make him is cut back to where my teammates is at. And before he put his foot in the ground, cut back to where my teammates is at, but they weren't no. there. No, bro, no. My God. <laughs> Help, but please. I reached out with the right hand. That was good, but, you know, I, I couldn't touch nothing. He was too fast. Man, he was you have it. That's why Reggie Bush went viral. Bye, bye. <laughs> because of the broke thumb. All because of the thumb. Take uh, my strong hand. Hey, hey, man, I ain't gonna lie, though. Nah, Reggie Bush is a bad man. You gotta give him the proper props for doing though. I will tell you this, though. I've learned to break down. I ain't trying to take nobody's head off. <laughs> if I ain't got the advantage, I know I can get you. I'm gonna break down, and I'm gonna make you slow down. Hey, big dog. And we gonna let the we'll take losses. Rally. We learn lessons. You feel me? Exactly. There we go. <laughs> That's what's up. I'm not with you. I'm shooting my. I'm shooting all that I got. If I'm an open field tackle, I gotta shoot it, and I'm. I'm just gonna hope that my teammates is there. I, I can't be no breakdown. If you stutter step, it's gonna look way worse. So you just gotta not, shoot that thing. And when they're not there, it's hey, career do, city, and I love it. I mean, it's football. You know, I mean, fitty fitty. As a D lineman, I know that. Hey, I always got somebody got my back. I got a linebacker and I got a safety. Always be. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> yeah, and if, and if I get if I miss a tackle or I get out my gap and he hit his head on the on the goalpost, I'm like, dang, that's tough. It's gonna look bad on that safety. You know, ain't nobody gonna know. No, hey, that's what must be like. I had my gap. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Nah, I will say though, uh, it's funny because like people never know when you mess up as a D lineman. They'll never know unless like somebody really unless it's an expert breaking on the tape and letting people know. They never know when you mess up. Because, I mean, as a football fan, you're just watching them all. You don't know whose gap it was. But a lot of times, they be talking about the linebackers or the safety, and it really be Cam Jordan's fault. Oh, Lord. Nope. Hey, I was mean, just like this. What you doing? You supposed to? I'm, I'm going to make it look like it's hey. And then on the film, hey, hey, Boy, dog, my dead. bad. Hey, hey, I'm just like that in the locker room. Hey, my bad, dog. Um. <laughs> I'll get my gap next time. I'll set the edge next time. I know you thought I was going to be in a B gap, but I thought I had a win in the A gap, so I took <laughs> <laughs> I saw grass. I do like that sometimes, though. But honestly, though, as a defensive end, a D, D tackle, D on the D line, period, you got to take chances. You got to be bold, or you ain't going to make no plays. And so at the end of the day, as long as you write 85, Ish. Time, Ish. you're good. Ish. Hey, don't nobody say no when you backdoor that guard swim and run down the stay on the front side. Don't nobody say nothing. No, it got to be calculated. Man. It got to be calculated. I watch a lot of tape. Say, oh my gosh, this guy is disruptive. Look at his. <laughs> Backside swim move on the guard. Look at his pursuit of the running back. Running down the angle. Meets him at the line of scrimmage. Yum. Hey, I, I got I got to say this, too, because, uh, you know, it's not always that you on air with people you admire and respect like that. But I will say, you know, people always ask me, you know, about the, you know, who, who's with Cam I respect. And Cam, I got to tell you, man, the way you play the run and the way you pass rush, the, the whole combination of your Complete. game. It's beautiful, bro. It's complete. Like, a lot of guys pass rushers. And you got to respect that. Good, Great. You know, they pass rush with the best right. team. Some guys are run stoppers. They clog it up in the middle. They they handle business in the run game. And some people, very few, can do both at an elite level. And, uh, you know, I pride myself on being able to do both at an elite level. And, uh, you know, much respect. And that's why we have two all-decade on the call, you well, I, I mean, honestly, it's probably it's probably really just old because you went to the Cardinals first, but I've been watching your game for so long. I was like, bro, I was like, yo, he's a D-tack. When they put him on the edge, he still be coming off that thing. I was like, and honestly, man, like, I'm you know. Man, I saw him in Arizona. I see him in Jacksonville. I'm like, listen, I don't know what y'all got going on, but y'all better block today because y'all ain't getting nothing from me. In fact, in fact, hitting me. 
bro, hey, like when I be like, I'm trying to tell him, I'm like, bro, like I'm like, he hella tall. Like when I be standing beside him, I got hella shade and sh like when the sun come out. But <laughs> I'm like, bro, like he one of one of the strongest at like point of attack in terms of three technique work. And then it just goes unnoticed. Like, bro, like he gonna swim you and you can't do nothing about it. There's nobody in this league that's gonna stop this swim from happening. Big like, swim. Hey, like, and it's gonna happen. You're gonna be looking like, how did I stop that? Because he's six nine, he gonna swim everybody. But the feet is there too, and you don't see that. Hey, don't, and the don't you feel just, <laughs> don't, don't you feel disrespected when you ain't getting double team? I mean, I'm not. I I hope they disrespect me a lot. I'm not trying to. Be, I'm not trying to be uh, respected anymore. <laughs> I feel so disrespected when they don't double team me, bro. Like if I don't get double team, I feel disrespected. <laughs> I got to make you pay. You got to feel, you got to, you got to, I'm going to have to kill your quarterback. Hey, look, I try to side zone, front side, when that boy be extended, he be like, I'm blocked in the A gap. I'm blocked in the, the A gap. gap. No, it's the B gap. Come on. Hey, real talk. Hey, baby running backs are going to gaps. That's another high hey, IQ play. You that, got to. You got to like hold that thing for to. just a little bit and then shed out. It be right there. Like, oh, like, thanks He's for feeding me. going to look down the barrel of that pistol because I ain't wait. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to wait to the last minute. I'm going to wait to the very last minute. I mean, patient running backs make it hard though with the real patient running back so you be trying to play a gap because obviously I'm strong man. I mean you can hold the position but eventually they're going to recover you know so it definitely is a guessing game but if you guys just get rid of them I used to hate going against uh, Le'Veon Bell like because that, that little skip he would do after you get the rock from Ben Roethlisberger no you used to hate going against he skipped line. scan and then hit that thing nah, disrespect that line I will <laughs> bro <laughs> easily, the only reason he could done. skip like that was because the mugs is blocking they was big. They, they was just big. The they were just. Big. They were just like, like that. You can't skip like that. Just you know, for your well being. I lack respect for officer linemen and just in general. Like they, they was hey, real talk though. Hey, you get to be they, patient and skip behind a line of scrimmage like that. I guarantee you one thing: them boys up front get moving. I guarantee that. I know this. Them boys was just the team of of eating. You know, the five by fives over in and out. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just where my respect level is for Officer Lyman. What you got to say <laughs> about him? But them boys was cold. And Le'Veon Bell was running behind them boys to with the best of them. He was. I got I got to hop in here and sell this because, you know, as a running back, you know, Mark, you got to have nothing but respect for his Officer line because they help him. He, he, I'll say, he got, he got to say these good things. That's why I have a over my head. Good. What you mean? Shit. <laughs> hey, hey, I don't sure. care who you put back there. You put Barry Sanders back there, hey, he ain't getting no blocking. It ain't gonna get too much happening. <laughs> That's why it was ugly. It was it was ugly, even though it was great. It was still ugly sometimes. Yeah, but for us defense alignment, though, for us, it's a little different. I, Cause I be they be hyping these, you know, some offensive alignment up. And it'd be the know, quarterback. And one on one, I'd be like, yo, this dude ain't really that cold to me. You know, like I mean, like so, in, in, there's, there's definitely know, guys man. who pass, good in the run game. Right. But listen, there though, you guys are way more athletic than a lineman, though. Yeah. Unless it's a supreme left tackle, per se, you guys are beating a lineman in every single agility, sport, athleticism drill. So right. you should abuse them, technically. True. But, bro, I'll put it like this. A lot of those, quote-unquote, sometimes elite tackles are normally followed up by either a mobile quarterback or a legend of the game. Like, when it's a check down king or it's a guy who gets the ball out in less than 2.3 seconds. That boy Tom Brady be killing me with that stuff. <laughs> hey. Tom Brady makes his offensive lineman so much better Bro, hey. because he just, the way he step up, like he's, his pocket presence is ridiculous. And so you about to take the edge and burn and he step up so much where you got to come back and counter and he'll step back and just be like, bruh, like, 
Or legend of the game. Clean, you just make it He's throwing it quick. Check down. Or he's throwing it to the hey, I'll say, Tom don't care. That feel of the game. Hey, Tom check down game is so elite. Like, I try and tell people, like, quarterbacks be looking downhill. Tom, check. Ah, you know what? Eh, quick dump. And if you, you hit Tom, boy, Tom going to get that ball out so fast in the next seven plays. I it's going to be run, 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 play check action. Down. Check down, check down, check down. Play action, deep ball. Like, Please in that order. That boy, that's, hey, that's that boy's sequence so heavy. <laughs> I'm getting bigger step back. Guess what I tell all hey. my quarterbacks? Check it down, dog. Low risk, high reward. High percentage hey. dope for you, dog. Go I, ahead, I, check I that ball some. down. I ain't going to let help. you down, so check it down. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I like it. Hey, get the ball in your playmaker's hands. Yeah. Let it make plays. Man, let's right. keep talking. Let's keep talking, man. Ball, man. So how long you was the AZ, bro? Nine seasons. Eight seasons? Nine. I mean, nine? you was the AZ nine? I was nine years in Arizona. Nine years. So did you think? Wrong. Did you think you was going to be a lifer out there, or they? Bruh, I, I was. I was ninety five percent sure I was a lifer. I thought for sure I was going to be a cardinal for life. Right. I was ready. I thought I was going to be up in the ring of honor. You know, I was still going to be that. But... I was like, you probably still going to yeah. be that. But I hear you. Hey, we'll see. You know, I hope so. I'm very hopeful. But they, but they, they, kept, I, they, they was trying to be stingy with that checkbook. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, this is how it goes all the time, though. But you draft a couple of young guys, young guys got show a little potential, and so they're like, "Yo, I can pay this guy, you know, lead minimum, versus have to pay this guy fifteen million. You know, it's like, yo, you know, I mean, it's just the nature of the business. Ain't no hard you know, I'm gonna go get this double though, because what you sign for when you, you know. hit the JV, when you hit the Saxonville, four for 60, oh, 15 a year. Okay. God is good. Lesson from the Lord is here. He can feel it I in feel the atmosphere. Real talk, though, I got to express myself right here with this. Because when you hit 30, we know how it goes. But for the people out there listening, when you hit 30, they trying to deem you NFL old. is trying to get rid of you. They like, okay, he, he old, he can't do it no more. And they looking for me to get rid of you. And so, for like, absolutely you know, no I mean, reason. It ain't even justified. No reason. So if you want to keep playing, you got to take a big pay cut for no reason at all. Even though you still putting up the same number as somebody who's 25, they get paid double what you get paid. Don't make no sense to me. But okay, it is what it is. That's just the nature of the business. So I'm like, all right, top guys in free agency, if, if you was 25, was going to get 20 million a year, right? I was, Talk, I was 31. Now, not running bikes. Okay, guys. Okay, yeah, okay, crowd. Keep going, players. Keep going, players. <laughs> That's a story for another day. But we love you running yeah. back. Hold it down. <laughs> on, I still get paid, but not the same. Yeah, ain't gonna lie. Hey, D tackles D, D line a premium. And so, and actually, I signed Jacksonville to be a true DN. That was the first one I got to play true DN. Right. So, I, so I was, you know, out there when the DN money to a degree. But I was all right. Here it is, Tom Coughlin, Dave Conwell. They showing some belief in me and giving me DN money to play. Come out there and be a real DN. And so I'm like, all right, cool. I knew the system already because they run the same system as Seattle. I already been peeping game on how they do things. I'm like, I know how I can thrive in that system. I already watched a bunch of tape on it and stuff, just kind of trying to understand, uh, you know, one of my biggest competitors when I was in Arizona. So I, I do it well. And But I remember thinking to myself, like, all right, these people bet their career on me because they was already, you know, I mean, I mean, they, they didn't get shipped out, but they was already on the hot seat a little bit to a degree. But Tom Coughlin came in, but Dave Cobb was already on the hot seat. So they brought me in and it was like, all right, you are a guy. And so they go win and lose with, with how, how I respond. And like, I'm, in my mind, I'm thinking, all right, they think that people with switch 31, you can't do it no more. You ain't got it no more. So I'm talking about first game, we playing against Houston. We in Houston. 
And I'm like, right, I got something to prove. I got to show people I'm worth this bread they just gave me. Because everybody like, why did they sign this dude for this much money? My feelings are, I'm reading all stuff. I'm uh, online reading everything. Never read. You know better. Hey, hey. They they said hey, look, I knew what I knew what it was. Nah, bro. He, look, he had been in Arizona for nine years, so all he felt was love and affection. You know what I'm saying? So Arizona just like, man, we got a quarterback. All these excuses. So he was always love. Listen, then, they gonna hate that real world. Hey, regardless, but I played against the man. I know what he is. Man, hey, bro, what crazy? So the first so game, Houston, Houston, you went out there and went dummy, huh? Bro, three and a half sacks in the first half. Is this when you came up with the? Yeah, I've been doing that for a while. I've been when did that start? I didn't know that. When did that start? And how? So I got five brothers, right? And they on my neck about having some kind of, I got to celebrate. You know, you get a sack, you got to celebrate. So my first like 10 sacks, I don't think I celebrated. You know, I was trying to figure out something. I'm like, Dang, I don't even know. You know, and so then eventually I was like, all right, if I can't think of nothing good, I'm going to just pay homage. So I pay homage to Neil Smith. Neil Smith, he was a great chief, you know, Kansas City chief back in like the 80s and the early 90s. And then late in his career, he went over to Denver, Denver Broncos, and he won a super, he won two Super Bowls with Bronco, with the Broncos in 96 and 97. Well, 97, 96, 97, 97, 98 seasons. And when I was a kid, you know, on the D-line, he'd go out there and eat. And so, I, you know, I couldn't think of a good sack dance. I decided to just show love, pay homage. No, that's to, legit, though, because that's you. That's you. Cam went through the same thing, though. That boy didn't have no cellies. Everybody on it, we young. By second year, they're like, yo, you got to come up with the celly, bro. And then, and, the, and then the, the level song came out and Cam started hitting him with the hockey, 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 Nah, hockey, see, that's hockey, that's where you sadly mistaken. And then after a while, he just started... The levels, ah! the, le the levels song came out like a, two years after I was already doing the levels. I was I was, I was, was oh, leveled up. You was inspiration. Look, I was leveled up and then levels came out and I was like, I like, yo, this is, this is infringement. This is copyright infringement. <laughs> you I let everybody know that my shit. And they're like, I need right, these, they're, like, right? they're like, that's the level song. And so you do levels there? I said, like, no. I said, yo, it's always been levels. I've been stacking for a long time. Stacking, stacking, stacking. And then the song came out. And they're like, you do the levels. Nah, nah, that's been there. See, that's, there's that's been there since second the levels, year. Yeah. There's evolution to the levels. There's, there's levels to life. You was just stacking. It's like two of them. Then you started stacking like three of them with the pound of the chest. Then you started, huh, 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 huh. Going crazy. Going crazy. Going ballistic. Hey, hey, and let the people get, get behind it. You know what I'm saying? If the people can see the sack celly and then, then buy into the sack celly, they're going to they gonna ride for you with your lifetime. So now, you know, you be at the kids' camp with little kids, be out there doing a little jam and hit the little levels. Be out there. All them kids that dreaming of being in the NFL and want to be like him, they doing this right yo, now. They over there playing the high school. And I'm, hey, and I'm, and I'm going with it too. Bro, that, that's got to be a good feeling. You know, I'm hoping there's kids out there on the oh, little Louisville field. Hey, they, they, they threw Saxonville. They threw in Baltimore right now. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Bro, that's that's a good feeling right there, man. Knowing that you inspire people, man. That's all. It was, it was really what this is all about, no. man. No, but hey, how the rest of that year went, though, uh, Big Dog? You said you so pop off the season. They was hating. You know, he you. went. He went fourteen and a half oh, deep. Man. That oh, boy was yeah. crazy. Hey, I, I don't really. I'm going to be honest. You want to be real I don't really here. Remember the season. Oh, oh, okay. oh, that's all we do is keep it true. No, 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 no. I'm gonna give it to okay. you. I'm gonna give it to you. You know, we will talk. We talk turkey. All right. I'm hurt still. Now this day, because 
so that was my best year in the NFL statistically. And I was up for deepest player of the year, you know, and I ended up winning pro football writers deepest player of the year. Aaron Donald had missed two games because he's trying to get a new contract. And then he ended up winning deepest player of the year that year. But my stats were better than his in every category. And so I was hurt. I was hurt because I was like, that's my one year. Now, Aaron Donald has won three in a row and was very worthy of it in a set. You know, I mean, he, he was really a runner up with Khalil Mack one or two years before. So he was, I mean, I see why he was there. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, like, you know, when I went up for football riders, when you win that one, then uh, it generally every year but two, and now it's three with me, but every year but two, whoever wins the uh, pro football riders also wins AP. They kind of just go hand in hand. And then when I heard that I didn't win, bro, I was sick. We just lost to the AFC championship to the Patriots. And then like two, like a day, I think it was the next day, I heard that I wasn't, I, I wasn't going to win. Double win. Bruh, bruh, hurt, hurt. And, and I mean, much respect. Everybody knows Aaron well, Donald. I mean, right yeah. Up most respect to him. But I mean, when you go ahead and had you had in every category, you leading the league, man, that is going to hurt, man, because you earned that. You yeah. earned that. You know what I mean? Now, he missed two games, so I think that was part of it where they were saying if he didn't miss those two games, his stats might be better than mine. But I just, you know, I, I gave it to you. I, I never said that publicly before in my life. Never planned right. to. For some reason, we in the same space. Hey, hey, bro, hey, look, you know, hey, it's the biggest of the trust of the levels over here, fam. Ain't no judgment taken. It's all love. That was the same year I think I was up for DPOY, too, and I think I finished, like, fourth or fifth in things. I was like, bro, but I was like, statistically, they said everybody who had 10, 10, 10, like, plus 10 sacks, plus 10 TFLs, plus 10 pass deflections has won it. It was like Jason Taylor, J.J. Watt, Cam Jordan. And I was like, yo, so the finalist is. I was like, finalist? Bit ass Oh, I said, this hurts. I said, the pain. The pain. Bro. Now, now, now we know you legendary, bro. You've been always been a dog on, on the field. But, you know, one of the reasons I admire you is your off the field, humanitarian efforts. Walter paid man of the year. In 2019. The yes, yes sir. I appreciate it. Big cape on the helmet. That, that boy got the got the whole cape on the helmet in the back. Like, da, da, da. bro, you got the like, you know what I'm for. on the jersey on on the on the decal, not the men's cow on the yeah. decal. Yeah, you know what I mean. Tell us when that started, bro. Your love for giving back and building the communities, and you know, tell us when that started, bro, and how that just progressed over time to be in the Watch of Page, yeah. the most prestigious award in the NFL. So I remember, um, you know, well, really, it starts with my pops. My pops, my mom and pops, really, my family, just our whole dynamic growing up, man. We used to help people. Like, you know, I was just, and we, and we needed help, you know. So kind of we're both, you know, it's community-based. And so, uh, you know, I mean, you depend on people in your neighborhood and then you return favors. That's just kind of how it's always been. You know, when my dad kind of established us at a young age, like if somebody was stuck, ran out of gas, we had to go push cars, you know. It was like, it was going to help these people because he'd been there before, you know. And then on top of that, you know, I, I knew how important it was, you know, when you meet somebody who you look up to. So I met Terrell Davis, a whole bunch of Broncos when I was like eight years old. And like still to this day, I remember like it was yesterday. Then when I was like 13, I met Peyton Manning and Marshall Falk. And like, I mean, and just, I mean, literally that whole interaction, I can recall. And I don't have a good, my memory's terrible, but I can recall that moment because I felt so like just, I mean, the impact they made on right. me was a lifetime impact. And so like when I finally got to the NFL, I started realizing like just the history and my experiences with athletes, I was like, man, you got the ability to really impact kids and impact people who need to be, you know, who need some support, need some help. Right. And so I've always took it very serious. You know, I've always had, uh, I felt the intense responsibility 
to give back and to kind of create a better world for, for people who grew up like I grew up, you know? And so the Walter Payton Man of the Year is a great award. Right. And, I, it, and I'm I, and I'm very proud of it. It's probably, you know, probably my, my most my most proud uh, award I've ever received. But at the same time, though, like, you know, I mean, that award is just, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it, it, that, you know, it really, you know, it means nothing compared to Jackson just doing the work. I mean, I've been doing work since day yeah, one. you don't do the work to get noticed, but it is good yeah. to be noticed. Exactly. You know, that's exactly what I'm trying to say right there. Like is, you know, I mean, I appreciate it and, and it opens up more doors to be able to partner with better people to be able to do more stuff, which is dope, you know, but to me, I never did it to get any award. I did it because I see people who need help, you know, people who grew up tough and they just need a little bit of help to be able to get to, to reach their full potential, get to where they could be. And so like, man, started in Arizona at a family foundation named after my father to carry on his legacy you know, and just went to work with my, my brothers and sisters and we started trying to get the community, get involved. And, uh, you know, I mean, we, I mean, literally any and everything, we did it all yeah. from after school programs, reading programs, camps, you know, teaching all the different things, you know, giving out scholarships, uh, giving out grants, giving out food. I mean, you know, uh, helping the homeless. I mean, we did literally as many things we can do uh, to help people. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you, uh, you know, I mean, all of it, I'm very proud of. Yeah. But when I look back at my life and the things I experienced, man, like, you know, and I'm sure if you read my story and stuff, you probably heard that, like, we had a time in my life where we was homeless. And, like, I mean, still think about it to this day. You know, it's, you know, you think about being homeless, you know, it's like, man, the frustration my father must have felt being put in that situation, you know, my mom, and, uh, you know, being able to provide for us the way they want to and see fit and just, like, but they always kept us a family, they always kept us you know, locked in and, and motivated, understood that it was it was temporary and just keep our character, keep our integrity, keep who we are, and just we, we're going we're gonna to get out of this. And we did. You know, we moved into, you know, a one-bedroom place right away, and then after a couple of months, we ended up moving to, like, a, a five-bedroom home. You know, we started doing a lot better, Amen. but, you know, I think that, you know, you realize, like, just, the, just that belief that everything is going to be better, that hope, that understanding allows you to to go a little harder on the, on the small details, on the things that are going to make a difference in your life. And so, like, you know, when I'm out here trying to work with kids or do anything, man, my biggest thing is trying to instill hope. Just really instill hope and belief that, man, everything will be all right. It could be better. You know, whatever it is that you want, you can get out of life. Right. Just kind of take it one day at a time and take care of the small things over and over again. Like, because, I mean, when I say I've been there, like, I, re I really right. mean, like, I've been Right, you know, I experienced going to bed hungry multiple times, but then not having a roof on my head and having to go to a homeless shelter like that—that that wasn't cool. You know, I mean, I was that was tough. Didn't want to tell nobody. You know, dealing with the psychological part of that too. Like, I mean, I, none of my best friends, nobody knew until I got to NFL mm -hmm. and started telling my story. I'm talking about people who know me so well never knew because that was something you wanted to keep hidden. Mm -hmm. uh, but I will say though, uh, just being in that that situation and knowing like everybody needs help sometimes. So like here I am with the ability to help people. Man, I take great pride. And being able to go back and help people, man. I just wish I could do a lot more of it, man. I wish I could help so many more people. Hey, man. Well, hey, like I said, bro, true inspiration, true blessing, the overcoming of the adversity and the trials in your life truly has proven to, you know, be beneficial to you because of who you are as a man, you know, who your family is, you know, the character which you guys stand for. So the utmost respect to you, utmost respect to your family, uh, your parents, man. What a tremendous blessing that you can, you know, tell your story, share your story. You know, just be inspiration and encouragement to, you know, to many people around the world, man. So, you know, I love you, bro. You know, you my dog. I remember no us being on elliptical, oh. being fat, you know, a little bit. And, you know, we had to talk about humanitarian and philanthropy and ph philanthropy. 
if I even said that right, proper, my vocabulary is all the way right. Yeah, yeah. yeah the philanthropic we, we, we talked about all those philanthropic and that's bad efforts. word. I didn't even say philanthropic. I got y'all you, bro. Know, you talked about all them mean. philanthropic efforts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah humanitarian yeah, yeah. efforts, you know, used to inspire me, bro. You still encourage me, man. So, you know, I'm going to be picking your brain forever, dog. And I love you. Hold it down. You know what time no it is, man. No doubt. Hey. I'll say, look, man, from what I know you, bro, you've always been great people, good people. You know, when I say the highest of the high in terms of elite players, but even off the field, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I've been, I've been, you know, probably, probably talking to you since I was a jit in the league, you know, my, my rookie so- second year in the league, just picking your brain, like, bro, like how you get here. And now we sitting here 11 going and you going into 14 years deep. It's been big decade. blessings knowing you, you know what I'm saying? It's been, it's been a huge blessing knowing you. For everything that you do, I mean, we—you still didn't drop what you did for the U, because we know you, you gave money back and, and created a whole scholarship fund that way. I remember that. I saw this. I saw the little thing. I said, "I said, oh, that boy gave away a mill and a half. Oh, he's yeah. he gonna send some kids to college, college." I hope, I hope you forgot about. Oh, 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 you forgot <laughs> you said one point six million. I didn't. What the I name? Like, what the name? What they named after you, dog? Where the statue at? It's coming. I got a, a, a D-line room, you know. Uh, a lot of people gave money back to Miami. I hear you. you know what I'm saying? The Calais Campbell defensive line room? Yes, sir. But honestly, bro, like, the, to me, when I when I did that, it was about, I want people to understand how important education is. Because, you know, you were you in school, you know, I, how many teammates I had that they was going to the NFL and they was they didn't even care about school. They, they didn't get no degree that was – something they actually want to work in. They was just trying to get through school so they could have a chance at the NFL, but they don't make it. Right. Like, man, I, you see these student athletes, man, it's like, yo, I get it that you want to be in the NFL and, you know, there's a small percentage that some of you will. You know, in Alabama, it's a little more than usual. In Miami, too, it's a little more than, than any other school for the most part. But even then, with the, you know, the 10% that's going to go to the NFL and have a real NFL career, the other 90% got to get a degree, you know? And so, you know, just don't waste your time, you know? So when I get that money, I was thinking about you know, just kind of send the message like, yo, school, don't waste your time. If you're going to do it, do it right, you know, and, and go above and beyond. Like, if football didn't work out for me, I had a great backup plan. I was going to go to Madison Avenue up in New York and become, a, you know, I was going to do a, I was gonna do advertising. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, I, I had my plan set up. And I think I would have called that. I probably would have been real good at that, too. Who knows? I mean, we never know because I, I, cause football worked football out so worked well. Out so well. Yeah. But at the end of the day, though, man, that, that degree is powerful. Education is powerful, you know. And so just I get back, though, a lot of times, man, like I don't try to keep score. You know, nowadays everything's tracked. Everything you do it out the score, kindness of your heart, bro. You don't do it to get recognized. It. You know what I mean? But it Love is good it. to Love be it. recognized. You know what I mean? Hey. I look, I t- yeah, eight right. times out of ten, I, I look I at the media like, why are you here? It's Appreciate you for helping. <laughs> hey, you know what it is? Inspiring. You know, we, we usually... Don't be talking. People don't be traveling like us, but I know Big Dog be traveling. So I'm trying to talk a little travelers, and then we can get get them up off the phone. You know, get them up off the thing. Yeah, I, I need some locations, man. You know, I, I'm all about blindfolding myself, throwing a dart at the map, and, and just go with the fam, go with my friends. So, what's your best place oh, for you to travel, bro? Top, top three off the top of my head. I went on a safari in South Africa mm. uh, to Bobby Sands at Kruger Park. Man, you shot you, you shot you one of them lions? Are you one of them? Nah, man. I'm a, nah, nah. Don't get Peter over a, here on the trust level. Don't get yeah. Peter over here on the trust levels, man. But but you appreciate nature for what it's supposed to be. Like it's just it's beautiful, God's creation. You know, just going to witness it and seeing these powerful 
animals just living in the environment and just kind of going through life, man. It's dope. I I, I really hope y'all all get to experience that, man. It's, it's incredible. I was supposed to until COVID hit, but now we go. Oh, yes, now we getting to reschedule. You know what I mean? Got to, got to, man. And then uh, Jerusalem, man. Mm. Jerusalem. You know the spiritual, like yeah. just vibes, just the connection you get. You know, walking where Jesus yes, walked, sir. man. Like same land. It was just. I got baptized in, in, in the Jordan. The yes, we Jordan. did. Yeah, yeah, Cam was there. Yeah, it was dope. We yeah, was in yeah. Israel. Was super dope. Yes, sir. In the Holy Land. That was super dope. In the Holy the baptismals. Land. And then uh, on top of that, the next one, I, I, it's probably a toss-up between Rome and Hong Kong. Mm. Hong Kong is fire, boy. Hey, yeah. Hong Kong Don't is fire. Don't talk to me about Hong Kong, Cam, because you left me. And I'll never hey. forget you. <laughs> Hey, best suit I've ever had cost me all up two hundred dollars. Hong Kong get you right, Damn, right. I don't care. Now, they make them suits. Why are you standing there? Like they they putting sleeves on and everything. Why you? There? I don't want to talk about it. You left me. Nah, I mean, touche, touche. I had to leave you. You told me you I copped had... the fading too. I need it. <laughs> <laughs> Not the fading. The fading. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You got to fake it till you make it sometimes. I needed that fake paddock, and then, then I got paddock money. So, you know what I'm saying? Now, now I don't have well, to fake it no You had paddock money. money. You sure. just wanted to cap the fading just because you could. No, I'm just I ain't want to spend it like yes, that. Claire's man, we always talk about the Madden range. That's one of the topics of discussion on the trust levels. I don't know how they rate you in 95 when you can't be blocked, but uh, how you feel about that, man? Tell these people how not justified your rating is. But you is 95, so that is respect. Yeah, yeah, no, Madden's always shown a little bit of love. You know, there's a couple of years I felt like I should be a lot higher when I wasn't, you know, uh, but I feel like last year, 95 was a solid number for me. I'm curious what's going to be this year. You know, I, I got to be 92 or above. If I go below 92, but I'm going to be hurt. I'm going to be hurt. But I feel like I, I feel like I'm still playing at a high level. I feel like I got, I don't know about what the future holds, but I know I got one year for show where I'm about to be elite. I'm about to be top level. So, you know. I can't wait, bro. I've been I've been grinding. I feel good. I can't wait for the season to start, bro. It's about to go down. Yes, sir. You heard it from the man himself, Calais Campbell in the flesh. Man, we appreciate you tapping in on the trust levels, bro. You know your time's valuable. You know you got the little son over there, man. You know what I mean? So I just want to say we appreciate you. Appreciate you know, you, pro bowler, all decade. Walter Payton Man of the Year. Future Hall of Fame. Much love to you. Best homie, big brother from another. I appreciate you, I love you, and we appreciate you tapping in on the trust level, bro. God bless you, family. Thank you. Uh, appreciate you having me, man. Much love, man. All right, my dog. As always. Peace. Peace. Yo, yo, what's going on, everybody? We would like to thank y'all for your continued support of the podcast. If you enjoy this episode, be sure to leave us a review and rate five stars wherever you get your podcast. And make sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss a big, big Trust Levels episode. You can also find all the episodes on the Players Tribune YouTube page. Make sure you guys follow us on social media at Trust Levels and at the Players Tribune to view all exclusive Trust Levels content. Thanks again and much love to all our guests and fans. This wouldn't be possible without y'all. The Players Tribune.com